runasradio.com. You're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell and Greg Hughes. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 185 with guest David Mills, recorded Friday, October 15, 2010. Run As Radio is produced each week by Quop Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. You can follow the boys on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell. You're listening to Run As Radio. With me, my co-host, Greg Hughes. Hey there, world traveler. You're uh, you're about to embark on some crazy travel. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, I'm just packing up. This is the last show uh, we're going to record together for a while now, because I'm basically on the road for five weeks. I leave for Bulgaria in about, what, six hours. So. Wow. Yeah, Bulgaria, Switzerland, Liechtenstein, just because I wanted to go to Liechtenstein, and, uh, <laughs> Netherlands, and, and then I'm going to go home for about a day and then leave again for Vegas, and it just keeps on going. It's the fall conference season. What can I tell you? Yeah, well, I will uh, I will hang out back here and hold down the home fort for you, or close to it. Thank you, sir. And, uh, I hope, and safe travels to you. Well, and you're deeply immersed in this whole identity problem, which I almost think we got to sit down and do a show just on what you've been working on lately. I think there's some great conversation there. Yeah, it's uh that and a whole lot more certainly the um it's it's become a complicated space to work in, but uh it's a lot of fun though. Yeah, it's good doing real work. I have no complaints about that. Yep. Hey, let's talk to our guest here. We've got David Mills on the line. He's a senior product manager for the management security division and one of the original product planners for System Center Essentials 2007. Welcome, David. Hey, David. Hi, Richard. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Hi, Greg. So we System Center is one of those things that I always look at as this enterprise solution. Uh, you know, great when you have a decent, you know, 500 machine plus infrastructure. And then I heard about Essentials, uh, and got really excited because I think, uh, you know, we forget the mid tier market has all, all, a lot of the same needs. Maybe we should just start at the beginning because you were there for the, on the outset for uh, 2007. Correct. Correct. So as you mentioned, I think most customers think about, um, the System Center solution as being, um, you know, more of an enterprise class solution. And, you know, we had that whole design for big campaign um, around System Center uh, a couple of years ago, and it was, you know, very successful. But, um, you know, as we talked to customers in developing the System Center solutions, we found that there is this huge um, uh, number of customers out there who really, they're not small business, so not really do-it-yourselfers, but they're not enterprise with a large IT department either, um, and they deal with some of the same problems that the enterprise uh, companies deal with. So they need to be able to uh, keep their critical line of business applications up and running, um, their, you know, their email servers, their, their, you know, email infrastructure. They need to make sure that their, their uh, desktops are patched and up to date that they can deploy applications. But a lot of times um, when we're looking at a mid-sized business, we, we've got maybe anywhere from one to four IT people who are dedicated to doing this. Um, so it, it can be a little different as far as, you know, what kind of tool do we have that enables them to do their job that they don't have to, um, you know, take classes on, ramp up on, and maybe, um, you know, is a little bit steep as far as, uh, you know, the learning curve to ramp up on some of the enterprise tools. Sure. If you think about it, you know, regardless of the size of the company, exchange is still exchange and as complex as it is. And 
Windows Server is still Windows Server and still it doesn't get any less complex just because you deployed it at a smaller company. Right. And so we you know, we just found that they they have a lot of the same problems but not necessarily as well equipped to deal with them and it's not um you know, it's not a negative comment about the the IT folks who are working in the department but um you know, typically they will come from a different background than you would find somebody in a really large enterprise IT department and uh they need to just get up and running quickly. Um, and the way that they deal with a lot of the issues that they have now is a combination of they might have some point solutions, um, so they might have something that does patching, so they might have WSS um, deployed, and then they might have um, a tool that allows them to monitor their servers, but there's really nothing rich about the experience, so they'll get an alert. Um, they might have to look up the error on the Internet to see what it means. There's no real knowledge base there. And a lot of times there's no automated tasks to um, to diagnose and fix that issue. So um, it's really a combination of manual tasks that they're using and some point solutions to manage that environment. Maybe we talk a little bit about the feature set here, because I know system centers from the uh, you know operations management side and configuration side and so forth. What pieces of that suite show up in Essentials? That's a good question. So the idea behind Essentials was to deliver the same basic capabilities that we have in the enterprise suite, which is um, to be able to have the rich monitoring experience and managing experience that, that operations manager delivers, but then also deliver um, the desktop management capabilities for software deployment, for patching that uh, configuration manager delivers. And with Essentials, the way that that was implemented was building on the operations manager architecture uh, obviously for the ops man stuff, but then also building on the WSS architecture to enable those config manager type things. So what's interesting is um, we use WSS uh, to build those capabilities. So there's there's no config manager in there. It's really, um, you know, you have architecture from ops man and WSS, and then you have a WinForms console that brings all of that together um, with uh, a lot of intelligence that's built in to help folks get this configured quickly and to be able to go to one console and look at all the servers and desktops they're managing, um, get alerts that bubble up that tell them what they need to do so they can quickly drill down and fix those issues. So interesting, the config manager doesn't really exist. I mean, most folks are already using WSUS. So Mm -hmm. if I roll System Center Essentials into this, does it just pick up the WSUS setup I have? Yeah, it can. So one of the things that Essentials does during setup is it recognizes an existing instance of WSS in your environment. And um, there's a lot of wizard-based interface that's part of Essentials in both the setup and the management um, phase of using the product. And so um, it will allow you to uh, recognize that existing WSS infrastructure and then choose to make the System Center Essentials server the new WSS server that all of the uh, uh, computers are managing point to for updates. That's good. I mean, it's this is just, it feels like the sort of thing, you know, companies grow. And, uh, you know, you came on board at 150 workstations and you're handling it yourself with these discrete tools. And then it gets to a certain size where it's a struggle to try and balance uh, all those right. things. So the putting a, a sort of UI over top of all that so that I have one place to look makes the, the big difference. Is, is it is it is it one place to look? Is that the main thing, or, or are there actually some of the I, I don't know what's the right term? Sort of that two plus two equals five kind of equation, right? Where because the information is now all being aggregated in one place, you can actually 
is there correlation and additional information that I get to take advantage of as a result, or or is the main advantage that I have one place to go for management? Um, I'm, I think I under, if I understand what you're asking, um, it's it's kind of both because you've got the one console that you can use to monitor um, all of the the PCs and uh, servers in your environment and hardware devices. So I haven't really even touched on that. Um, there's actually a management pack that's included with Essentials that um, allows you to monitor and manage SNMP-enabled devices in your environment. Um, so it's it's that single console to monitor and manage, um, but there's also an aggregation of the knowledge that you need um, to quickly drill down and you know answer alerts that you have, diagnose problems, and then a lot of automated tasks that you can use to run and, and fix those issues remotely. So gotcha. um, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. And I don't know if that exactly answered the, the question that you had. So No, I, th- I guess I guess the question is, is you know, because the, there's a bunch of individual components. Maybe the simple way to ask it is that it's, I understand there's a bunch of individual components that are actually individual products, but when you bring it together in essentials, you, you, you sort of package it all as one, one block of technology or technologies that all yeah, work together. Yeah, that's and correct. So I would say don't think about it as, as individual components because it's not really the way it's built. Um, and sometimes I'll see it referred to as a suite. It's not It's not really a suite because it's not a bunch of products. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually built from the architecture up. So the Opsman architecture gotcha. and the WSS architecture, there are changes made to the API, for instance, to allow uh, customers using Essentials to deploy third-party and custom updates with Essentials using that WSS architecture and to deploy MSI and EXE-based software installations that you can't do with standalone WSS. So there's actually changes to the API. There's um, engineering work that was done uh, to build this interface um, on top of the architecture of those two products versus having those two products simply, you know, thrown in a box. So if I'm a mid-market business, an IT shop that that maybe in the past deployed operations manager standalone and deployed WSS standalone, for example, then I might want to take a look at System Center Essentials uh, as maybe something to move to because I'm going to get more out of it than I can get out of those individual products anyway. Yeah, that's very possible. And uh, we do end up having those conversations with customers because you know, obviously we haven't had anything built specifically for a mid-sized business out there. So, you know, we'll run into some folks who have uh, config manager, ops manager, um, and they're really looking for something maybe that's a little more integrated. Um, like I said, because there's a smaller IT department and there's this notion of having more of an IT generalist. So you'll have the same person or a few people who are doing a little bit of everything. You don't have a dedicated desktop admin um, you don't have a dedicated exchange admin. They just they need to do a little bit of everything. Um, they don't necessarily need role-based sign-on to a management console. Um, so they just, you know, they go into that one console and they manage it. Um, and so they may have been, you know, partially implementing and, and maybe using one of the enterprise products, but not to its full capabilities. And so they look at this and say, you know, that's really something that's more suited to our needs. And so they, you know, they adopt essentials. And so just for perspective and to be clear, so when you when you talk about like a mid-market size business, you know, I mean, that, that's sort of, you know, shifted and changed over time. But but what yeah. do you mean? Is it based on the number of employees, the number of desktops? Does it have to do with – probably doesn't have much to do with revenue size when you're talking about IT. But how do you define it now? Yeah, no, and that's a great question because we, you know, we find ourselves defining that often because, you know, there are 
all kinds of different companies out there using different uh, scale of PC or employee numbers to um, describe mid-market. And, you know, somebody else's mid-market might start where ours ends as far as number of employees. But it's really defined by this IT generalist that we see working in an IT department. So maybe one to four people who do a little bit of everything. And typically where we found that is in the uh, maybe 10 to 50 servers that we find that. And on average, anywhere from, you know, 25 to 500 desktops, if that makes sense. So the, the scale of how many PCs and servers they're managing um, really seems to map back to this IT generalist, and that's who the product was designed for. Are those hard limits, David? If you Once you reach 500 desktops, uh, Essentials won't let you go further? Yeah, so those are hard limits in Essentials, and um, it's, it's 500 total uh, desktop devices, and it's capped. It's used to cap. We use an OSE count to cap it, so Essentials will know how many total OSEs you're managing um, and if they're desktop OSEs. Right. And then it will also cap at a maximum of um, 50 servers, so 50 server OSEs. And and that means virtual or physical, that's not relevant. It's it's an OSE. Right, it isn't really relevant. And so it just, I mean, it sees an operating system environment and knows whether it's server or desktop and it counts that. That's not to say that you can't choose to um, remove one from management and then put another one in if you don't necessarily want to manage all the servers in your environment. Right. Um, so that's selectable uh, by the admin, but there is a hard cap there. Um, and really that was done, I mean, partly for, you know, we look at cannibalization of our enterprise products or sure. whatever. And we, we raised that going from 2007 to 2010 because um, the 30 server limit, we got a lot of feedback from uh, those folks that it just wasn't quite enough. And so we raised that from 30 to 50 in 2010. Um, but the number of desktops or PCs has remained the same. And that seems to be um, the right scale is, you know, under 500 for this this um, IT department and, and size company we're looking at. So what does the day-to-day utilization of Essentials look like? Uh, I guess it's mostly about health monitoring, right? Yeah, that's part of it. And I think one of the neat features um, that Essentials gives you is that the admin can configure uh, a daily health report to be sent to them in email. And so before they even you know get into the office, before they open the console, they get this email that has a dashboard, and it'll tell them if they have any hard disks that are close to being um, completely full. It will tell them if they have any updates that need their attention. Right. Um, it will tell them all of the software and version information that's installed in their environment. So they could take a look at that list and say, you know, there's some stuff that shouldn't be installed and uh, they can go back and, and contact that end user. They can uninstall that software remotely. So they get this daily health report that gives them a heads up before they even open the console. Um, so I, I would say that's kind of a cool entry point for the product and sort of dictates, um, you know, the rhythm of how somebody would use that product on a day-to-day basis. And on the software deployment side, is this tied into like the Microsoft deployment toolkit or is it its own deployment technology? There is actually a management pack that you can import into Essentials where it brings value to using the Microsoft Deployment Toolkit. So, nice. yes, there is integration there. I like that because I've been, I've been a cool. big fan of the Microsoft Deployment Toolkit, but it does sort of stand on its own. So pulling it into Essentials makes me happy 
You know, we've got Good. the yeah. That's we like cool. to make people happy. Yeah, I, I, well, <laughs> and like I said, it's you get a software you, getting away from this image-based configuration into here is my OS configurations, here are driver sets, here are my software install sets, and I can see a machine that's out of spec or is having problems and be able to just push that software back down onto it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, untangle the mess, so to speak. Exactly. By overwriting everything. <laughs> <laughs> Total control. What else has changed in the 2010 version? I'm glad you asked that, Greg, because I haven't. I was just thinking I need to mention what the big news is. Really, the big news for 2010 is the integration of virtual machine manager capabilities. Yay! Yeah, ah, <laughs> well, that is that's also very cool. <laughs> plus, yeah, VMM is my favorite system center product of the ball. Like it's it's when you live with a bunch of VMs, this makes your life way better. Yep, absolutely, and so. What changed from when we launched 2007 to when we were uh, working on 2010 and getting that out there was really we saw um, the increasing uptake of server virtualization in smaller companies and those customers really beginning to realize uh, the economies of scale and the cost savings they get from putting multiple uh, server workloads on a single physical server box. So what we've done with Essentials is make that really easy um, to implement. Um, and so you don't really have to be an expert on virtualization to uh, create new uh, uh, VHDs and to get the server operating system up and running. Um, there's placement intelligence that's built in there, just like there is with VMM. So you can see, you know, what would the physical machine that's best suited to run these, what would that look like? Um, where is it? And and it's a real wizard-based interface that helps you get up and running with server virtualization very quickly. The P to V capability in, in VMM is really stunning. Like for someone who's never seen it before, you almost don't believe it happened. Yep. That you point you yeah. you you point that P to V wizard at an existing machine, and then a while later, the machine burps, and it's now the hardware's off, and the and the virtual machine is running. Right. And we have that in Essentials. We also support live migration with Essentials. So, awesome. um, you know, if there's a customer who understands clustering or, you know, gets set up with that, the live migration scenario is supported by SKI 2010. These are pretty advanced capabilities at, uh, at the mid-tier market level. Yep. But what's funny is we're already seeing uh, customers trying to adopt some competitor solutions there. And what's interesting is, um, most of them that we talk to say, wow, you know, we, we really appreciate the fact that you've made this so much easier to do. We don't need to use multiple consoles like we would with a competitor solution. Um, and they really, they really like the simplicity of, of using the Hyper-V platform to do that because it's built into Windows Server. It just makes it easier. And you said one, it's sort of a one place to go for all of these different things. And then along with the update management, software deployment and so forth. Exactly. And then, of course, you've got that one management console. You, you can see all the servers you're managing. You can see which ones are physical, which ones are virtual, where the physical host is related to those virtual uh, server instances that you have running. So it's just, I mean, it's just all very nicely integrated and easy to use. Yeah. And, it, and it's one of those, I've got SC VMM running in one of my environments and you just, you get used to know that the, the transparency across that the biggest thing is just managing the inventory of all of those VMs. They just get out of hand. Absolutely. Especially if you let developers make VMs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask me how I know. Over and over yeah. and over again. <laughs> and they only ever turn them on. They never turn them off. 
Yeah, well, yeah, and, and they certainly never go away. <laughs> For sure. So, you know, we can't we can't have somebody who's been deeply involved in product management and and the business case now and all the, you know, and and evolving this product without asking and I know you can only talk about so much, but we've talked about where it was. We've talked about where we are now, but what's what still needs to be done? What are you looking at for the future for this area? You know, there there are several things that are on the plate right now, but I think at this point, since we just released um, 2010 this spring um, and it hit the price list in June, um, we're we're sort of doing what we did with 2007, which is we're in a listening mode. So I think the major asks probably – that we had on the plate went into this version. We had some updates to the console, um, the computer's overview, just to make it a little easier to manage. The big ask from customers, and we tested this after we launched, and like, what's the most compelling thing to you about Ski 2010? Um, overwhelmingly, it's the integration of virtual uh, machine management. So I think at this point, you know, there's there's different things that we could do. We could, you know, possibly do backup integration. We could do um, you know, some sort of uh, tool that would allow ticketing management, um, maybe not at the service manager level, but something that was more uh, suited for a smaller IT department. There's a, there's a lot of things that we could do. So I think at this point, we're just sort of sitting back and gathering information from the customers to see, you know, how we should prioritize these efforts for the future and what would come in the next version. Opalis. Yeah, Opalis. There, yeah. And there's nothing stopping uh, customers from... Um, you know, using that. So there's there's probably some some automation stuff that we could look at as well. Um, we'll just have to see where that goes. Yeah, and, and an interesting point on this is, you know, when do I move to the regular sister center pieces? Like, and how does a uh, you know if I go get actually if I do I get anything if I go to SCVMM? Like, what what's missing from essentials that is uh, that would be in the full version of VMM? Yeah, that's a really good question. And there is a, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, there's a really good table that's on the our uh, System Center website on Microsoft.com um, that sort of lays out uh, in very fine detail what the differences are. Right. Um, and I'm actually I'm clicking through a deck here to see if I can find some of those things. Um, but I think the biggest question really is you look at what when would I use Essentials and when would I use um, the Enterprise Solution and um, some of it has to do with if you if you look at what the business needs are, right? So if you need um, some sort of formal compliance uh, mapping that has to be part of your management tool, you would probably want to go with System Center um, Enterprise Solution. If you um, need long-term data warehousing for information, um, then you would probably uh, look at going with more of an enterprise solution. Um, and I, I think a, a, a good parting point for that is, are you a publicly traded company with a lot of these formal compliance things that you have to meet? Right. right. Then there's, yeah. there's probably richer, um, you know, data tracking inventory requirements that go with an enterprise tool than if you were with Essentials. Um, the, the inventory that Essentials does for hardware and software is fixed. It's not customizable. That would be a point where you'd say, you know, does this work for me? Oh, okay. It's a lot of data right. and it seems to be, you know, just what mid-sized businesses told us, told us they needed. Um, but if you need something that's customizable at that point, um, there's a lot of customization, as you know, you can do with uh, software deployment and other things with Config Manager, whereas Essentials is a little more straightforward and, and you know, not as complex. But it was, you know, it was built that way, so it was also not as complex to use. So uh, so how much does this cost? 
That's, I mean, I think for a mid-sized business, cost is a, is a really critical thing. So I think the two questions that remain in my mind is how much does it cost me? And if I'm a lazy researcher and I want webcasts or something where I can just sit there and, and absorb it, is there anything available where I can learn more about it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, if you want to go to Microsoft.com slash SCE for SKI, um, there are links to resources off there where we have we have webcasts. And, um, you know, so there there's a lot of uh, videos, tutorials out there. Uh, we're okay. out at events. You can um, you can look at how to use the product at, at some of the various sessions that we have going on. And as far as pricing and licensing, um, this is also worth mentioning. Going from Essentials 2007 to 2010, um, customers gave us the feedback that they really wanted the concept of, of per-device pricing. And so that's kind of how we talk about Essentials versus per-OSE. We actually use the OSEs to hard limit, um, but you're, you're buying the product per either client device you want to manage or server device you want to manage. And it doesn't really care whether it's, you know, a, a physical or virtual operating system instance. Um, so if you look at the pricing on Ski 2010, it's uh, you're paying, uh, I think, for the retail price. Of course, we have all the different price scales basing on, based on how you purchase it. But it, it's basically $100 for the management server. And um, then you would pay somewhere around $20 per physical client that you want to manage with essentials and roughly around $100 per physical server you want to manage with it. So let's say you you buy a server management license for your physical server and you run four OSEs on it. It's still just $100 for that that server management license for that physical server. So it's really cost gotcha. effective, too, for a smaller uh, business. Um, yeah, as far as the yeah. management server, if you wanted to buy it with SQL standard, full SQL, um, it would be, I think it's 844 retail that, that comes with a full version of SQL Server. But really, we don't sell very much of that um, because for most customers, the SQL Express version that's included with Essentials uh, works just mm-hmm. fine, or they already have a SQL uh, Server instance that they can dedicate to uh, using as their management server database for Essentials. There's there's also a new um, a new suite. So since we were talking about basically the enterprise solution with System Center Essentials 2010, we put together a new suite um, that allows customers to buy Ski 2010 and Data Protection Manager 2010 um, at a, at a really good price point um, uh, to use those two products together. So basically, what you have is you would you would buy the Essential Server, uh, like I mentioned, for for 100. Uh, and then for the client, it would be, it's about $30 per physical client and 400 per physical server. And that gives you the rights to use both SKI and DPM 2010, um, against those clients and servers. And there's no DPM server to buy. So you would simply buy the essentials management server and then you would buy the, the SKI plus 2010 client management and server management licenses to, to use SKI and DPM with those devices. Very cool. Well, sounds sounds like you know that this is this really just sounds like a really good example of where Microsoft has built something that um, you know, for all intents and purposes, enables the mid-sized IT department to remain the mid-sized mid-market IT department. And from an IT hands-on standpoint, uh, that's got to feel really good for people that are able to do their jobs better. From a business standpoint, uh, you know, not having to grow my IT department. Uh, th- across that boundary of the generalist to, 
you know, teams of specialists, which can be a pretty expensive transition to make. There, there's a lot oh, of absolutely. value there. On the other hand, you know, you make an acquisition and, and double the size of the organization. Is there an easy way to jump out of essentials into the full suites? So that's a good question. There, We have a white paper that guides customers on how to do that. Um, it's a little bit of a manual process because you're going from um, you're going from essentials, which is built on the architectures of some of the enterprise products, but right. they're not just standalone, those enterprise products. Um, but you could um, very easily do that following the, the steps on the white paper as far as, um, you know, abs- absolutely taking those management packs that you use with essentials. Um, you can export and import those into operations manager and use those. Um, you can, you know, save a lot of the data that you're using in essentials and move that over. But it is a little bit of a manual process. And what's interesting about this is we, we thought a lot about that migration scenario right. um, in the first version mm-hmm. of essentials and saying, you know, what does this look like? How many companies do we have, um, typically mm-hmm. moving from that midsize, uh, IT department to enterprise? And what we found was the midsize customers think it's imminent. For the most part, I think, and like this is just an eventuality. This is going to happen. But we found is it doesn't happen that often. I mean, you have some mergers and acquisitions that happen that, that create that. But typically, then they're you, they're going through a much bigger change than simply taking their existing um, IT management solution and migrating to another one. So yeah. it just doesn't happen that often. So at this point, it hasn't been a high priority to build in to build in. Um, this automated way to move from essentials uh, to the enterprise solutions, but you can do it. It does strike me as rare for no other reason than that is more an organizational change than anything else. That's about yeah. splitting your IT group into smaller departments that focus on specific areas and, and want those separate tools. But I can right. also see, you know, when a big organization buys a small one and the fact that using essentials, this just one lower barrier. Oh, we can add those management packs into our existing infrastructure and it won't be a big deal to incorporate mm-hmm. that management. Right. Yeah, I think that's the exception. That's a very rare case. Absolutely, and that's what we found. I have one rabbit hole question that that I that I feel like I just got to ask because it's it's sticking in my mind here. But um, so a, a lot of small businesses, and I think about startups especially. I'm thinking now about a particular startup that that you know I that I get a lot of questions from, and they they you know they'll have a Windows servers, but they're running in a co-located facility, so they're leasing a you know. Uh, um, from a third party, they're leasing, you know, uh, dedicated servers or virtual dedicated servers. What, how, what's the story for using essentials to manage that type of infrastructure as part of your overall infrastructure? They might have a small network with their, you know, a couple of servers in the office, but when it comes to their, the service they're providing and the product they're providing on the internet, you know, they're not running it in, in the building. So, yeah, I'm actually, I'm not sure. Are we talking about, um, more of a cloud management scenario here or, well, I mean, it could, I guess in some cases it could be cloud, but in other cases it's just, you know, they're in a they're in a you know a, a big data center that's a a leased or a co-location type of thing, and and there's a server that's running on hardware, or there's a set of virtual servers that are that are not you know they're not a, a classic cloud, but but they are systems that still you know they need to, they need to manage, they want to monitor the uptime, they want to make sure they're patched and whatnot, and they have the responsibility for doing that, but yet they're but yet they're located remotely. Yeah, so I guess the easiest way to answer that question is is talking about um, how Essentials uh, manages the computers and actually finds them. So 
Uh, it's, we leverage Active Directory with Essentials to manage those computers. So Essentials can manage any machine. Um, it, it can manage machines that are in the same domain that it, it is in. It can manage machines that are in a different domain so long as they're all part of the same trusted forest. Hmm. So I guess that would kind of be the, the high-level answer to that, and, and then you'd figure, you know, take it from there. Right. There is also provision um, with Essentials to um, do certificate-based management. So if you have computers that are not domain-joined, um, let's mm-hmm. say that, that customers have, um, you know, it's got a web server that's in a DMZ or whatever, Essentials can still yeah. manage that. You just have to set up the certificate authentication to enable it to do that. Gotcha. And may, maybe that's a good use case, yeah. So within the in the constructs of that scenario, yes, you can manage those machines, whether they're physical or virtual. Great. David, I think we're about out of time. Thanks so much for filling us in on Essentials. Great info. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully this has been helpful, and, and I appreciate you guys reaching out and inviting me uh, to the podcast. Thanks very much, and we'll talk to you next week on Run As Radio. 